Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, May 17th. States are still debating and deciding what their abortion policies will look like in a post-Roe world. And that pretty much guarantees that the issue of abortion is going to be front and center, both in the Republican nominating race and certainly it's going to be front and center in the general election. After a 50-year quest among Republicans and anti-abortion rights activists, the overturning of Roe versus Wade has meant that each state now needs to grapple with what their abortion laws look like. And Republican lawmakers across the country have been seizing this moment to try and restrict abortion access, while Democrats, of course, are seizing this moment to try and attempt to stave off bans of the procedure. The latest state to find itself at the center of abortion politics is North Carolina, which promises to be one of the biggest battleground states of the 2024 presidential election. North Carolina just moved to ban most abortions after 12 weeks. Now, how did North Carolina get there? Well, they got there with supermajorities for the Republicans in the North Carolina legislature, overriding the veto of the Democratic governor, Roy Cooper. When women's health is on the line, I will never back down. Meaning that the abortion ban will now become law going into effect on July 1st. Cooper had tried to pressure four Republican lawmakers who previously had supported abortion rights to try and get them to reject the override. But all four of them voted with their party. All the Republicans in unison were able to override the governor's veto. Now, one of those lawmakers was Representative Trisha Cotham. And you may recall her name because we discussed her earlier this year when she switched from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. And it was that party switch that gave the Republican legislature there the veto-proof supermajority. In a statement, Cotham noted that she had had an ectopic pregnancy that resulted in a miscarriage. Quote, some may call me a hypocrite since I voted for this bill, she said. Quote, in fact, Senate Bill 20 affirms the life-saving care I received in that dire situation. This 12-week abortion ban in North Carolina does make some exceptions for rape, incest, and some physical health issues. Now, in neighboring South Carolina, lawmakers reconvened earlier today after debating for more than 12 hours yesterday on a bill that would ban most abortions as early as six weeks. Some exceptions would apply to that. Bill 474 is also known as the Fetal Heartbeat and Protection from Abortion Act. It has exceptions for fatal fetal anomalies or to prevent death or, quote, irreversible impairment of a major bodily function of the mother throughout pregnancy. Now, ahead of the debate on the bill, Democratic lawmakers in South Carolina filed over 1,000 amendments to the proposed ban. 
warning that they planned to make fellow lawmakers debate each and every one of them. This is a delay tactic, a stalling tactic, and an attempt to apply political pressure. Here's Democrat Heather Bauer on the state floor this afternoon. This bill will impose physical and psychological burdens on anyone in South Carolina who could get pregnant. And pregnancy impacts almost every facet of a person's life, from the physical and mental well-being to their economic and professional success. But Republican lawmaker Ashley Trantham says the state does care about its women and children. Our state is actually rich when it comes to services and things that women and children can tap into. And I went through the budget and I listed the millions and millions and millions of dollars that South Carolina puts forward every year to make sure that we do take care of mothers and children. The numbers speak. Now, as I said, this issue continues to be a very politically potent issue, not just across the party divide in a D versus R world, but even within the context of this Republican presidential primary that's getting underway. We are starting to see candidates who aren't yet announced candidates, but likely candidates like former Vice President Mike Pence or Florida Governor Ron DeSantis running to Donald Trump's right on this issue, trying to make him seem a bit of a squish or moderate on this issue. And again, inside the context of the Republican primary electorate, that could potentially be a damaging line of attack for Donald Trump, who would need to defend himself. And in fact, that's what he's been doing. So if you remember last week at the CNN town hall, Caitlin Collins pressed former President Trump about where he stands on a federal abortion ban now that we are in a post-Roe world. Here's that exchange. But if you are reelected and you're back in the Oval Office and you get legislation to your desk, would you sign a federal abortion ban into law? Uh, What I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. I want to do what's right. And we're looking and we want to do what's right for everybody. But what's right? But now for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability because you didn't have it before. You can tell that Donald Trump is feeling the heat from some of his likely competitors here because on an almost daily basis for the last week since that town hall, he has been asserting that it is his role as president and appointing the three justices to the Supreme Court that got the country to this moment, that got conservatives to this moment where Roe v. Wade was overturned. But the reason he's a bit defensive is because he hasn't really committed to a path forward. Trump did an interview with a new news outlet called The Messenger on Monday, where he said that many people in the pro-life movement believe that Florida Governor DeSantis's six-week abortion ban that he signed into law in Florida was, quote, too harsh. And give a listen to what he told Newsmax yesterday. Now, DeSantis, or Ron DeSanctimonious, as I call him, he came out with the six weeks. Other people agree with it, and a lot of people don't. We're in a position now, and I'm going to be leading the charge. We're in a position now where we can get something that the whole country can agree with. And that's only because I got us out of the Roe v. Wade. That was Trump after he was clearly aware that DeSantis had taken a question yesterday about Trump's position on the Florida six-week ban, on Trump calling it too harsh or saying that pro-life activists call it too harsh. Here was DeSantis pushing back on that notion. Protecting um, an unborn child when there's the detectable heartbeat 
is something that almost probably 99% of pro-lifers support. Uh, I signed the bill. I was proud to do it. He won't answer whether he would sign it or not. That was courtesy of WSVN. And yesterday, up in Concord, New Hampshire, former Vice President Mike Pence made clear he is willing to state where he stands on a national abortion ban, unlike his former boss. I also believe that there is a role at the federal level uh, to advance the sanctity of life, whether it be a a 15-week minimum standard. If I ever have any duties in Washington, D.C., I'll certainly support that measure. I would support a heartbeat bill, a six-week measure. So we are pretty much guaranteed to see this issue play out on the debate stage in August in the Republican primary and definitely guaranteed to see Joe Biden and his campaign employ this issue over abortion rights as a major issue on the campaign trail. Kamala Harris, the vice president, has sort of been tasked with this as a key part of her portfolio on the campaign trail. And Democrats believe that the success they saw in the 2022 midterms by avoiding that predicted red wave is in large part due to the concern among voters, a majority of voters in the country, about a restriction on abortion rights. And they plan to keep that as part of their 2024 playbook as well. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.